0: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Well, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. You know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We've been talking for weeks about the Hall of Fame's preliminary list of 94 candidates for the class of 2017, and our next guest just happens to be one of those 94. I'm talking, of course, of former safety Brian Dawkins, who is eligible for Canton for the first time, and not only is an early favorite to make the first cut to 25, but also an early favorite to make the cut to 15 finalists. Reason? he's One of the best safeties on the planet. He's a nine-time Pro Bowl choice, a six-time All-Pro member of the 2000s all-decade team, and a member of the Eagles' 75th anniversary team. Brian now is a football operations executive with the Eagles, and today, well, today he's with us. Brian, thanks for joining us.
1: No, thank you for having me. Thank you for having
0: me. Hey, Brian, you are, as I said, up for the Hall of Fame for the first time. If you had to stand in front of the voters, and there are 48 of them, stand in front of the three of us and 45 others tomorrow and tell us why you belong, what would you tell us?
1: Wow, um, that's <laughs> that's one of the hardest questions because uh, I'm, I'm somebody I'm very, uh, I guess, humble when it comes to me telling you how good I am. I like to show you more than I like to tell you when I played. But you know what? I, I think first of all, it's a blessing to have this opportunity in the first place. You know, growing up in Jacksonville, Florida, I never thought that this would be a day that I would have conversations with anybody from any Hall of Fame, let alone the Football Hall of Fame, talking about the possibilities of me getting in, in into it. Um, I think if, if I had to say anything, um, it would be the fact that, you know, we as football players aren't made equal. Obviously, that's why there was a Hall of Fame. But even the guys in the Hall of Fame do different things to give their teams advantages or help their teams win. And, you know, what I try to do is I try my best to be a stat stuffer. I didn't want to just be good in one area. Um, I wanted to make sure that in every area on the football field that I can help my team win, that I was going to do it. So if, if that meant getting interceptions, I would do that. If that means getting sacks, I could do that. And the way Jim Jim Johnson used me, the late great Jim Johnson used me, you know, he allowed me to do even more things. So um, I considered myself to be a contact safety, and so that's why my fumble, uh, cause fumbles accounts uh, were so high. So if you look at every statistical category, I'm gonna have something in it of significance in my opinion, because once again, I did not want to have a one weakness in my game. I wanted every part of my game to be a strength for my team to help us win ball games. And I and I think I was blessed to do that for uh sixteen years. Brian, safeties get no love from the Hall of Fame selection committee. There are only seven pure safeties with busts and the last enshrining that actually played was Ken Houston in 1980. That was 37 years ago. This committee hasn't even discussed as finalists the four all-decade safeties of the 1980s. What are the voters missing at the safety position? Well, I think what has happened, in my opinion, is we've, the safety position has been typecast that the only way that you can have an impact on the field is to get interceptions. And I'm here to tell you 100% that that is 100% wrong. Um, Especially the way that, you know, and I believe Jim Johnson was one of the individuals that started this off the way that he used me. Because of the um, offenses that we were presented, the safety had to be able to do more than just intercept the ball. And so him using me in all the different ways um, actually presented a a different weapon, so to speak, for offenses to try to contend with. That's one of the reasons the weapon next name came into existence. Um, it's because he used me in so many different facets, so many different ways. And so if I'm blitzing on one play, I was getting sacks. If I'm, you know, um, dropping deep in coverage, I'm getting interceptions. And then, you know, coming up making big hits, when it, that's called for calls and fumbles. So if you just look at the safety position as someone, that the only thing that he can do is just stay in the back and, he's the last line of defense and he's going to pick up an interception or two and he's, you know, hopefully a good and open field tackle, then you're missing the boat, especially with these guys um, in, in this uh, in this century. Well, you know, Brian, we had uh, Eric Dickerson on here a little bit ago and, and he was talking about uh, first-time eligible uh, Hall of Famers. It never was something that he thought much about or thought mattered much. I tend to agree with him. My colleagues uh, seem to think it's uh, more significant than than I do. What do you think about this whole idea of first ballot hall of Famer as opposed to, you know, third ballot hall of fame like Mike Haynes or, you know, 25th ballot hall of Famer like some guys. Does it make any difference to you? We just so happen to live in a society that we we put number counts on everything. <laughs> top 10 this, you know, top 5 that. So that, that's that's going to happen. But for me and and I'm I'm being 100% honest when I say this, it's I I never thought I was going to be at this place. I never dreamed that I was going to be in the Hall of Fame, I I didn't. It was not it was not something on my list of a, uh, of goals to accomplish. As it, when I got a chance to play in the National Football League, like, I just wanted to get in first of all, get vested if I could, and then and here I am, year after year, piling up a couple of years, and then you know putting up numbers at the same time, and then towards the end of my career, everybody keeps saying that you could potentially go in the Hall of Fame. So that's when it dawned upon me that I could potentially be in it. So. Um, if I have a chance to get into the Hall of Fame, it's going to be a tremendous honor for me, my my family, um, the high school that I went to, the college, um, the Eagles fans. You know th- that'll give them something to celebrate. Once again, we can we can have a great time together uh, after that uh, after that after that dinner and after the uh, after the speech. So you know I'm just excited to have the opportunity to be in this. To be honest with you, I, I really am.
0: Hey, Brian, and, and we're speaking with the Hall of Fame candidate and now football operations executive, Brian Dawkins of the Philadelphia Eagles on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com. And, Brian, if you had to show the Hall one play or one game that best exemplifies who you were as a player, what would it be?
1: Wow, it's not even a question. It would be the Dallas game, my last game here as an Eagle. And I tell, I tell people this all the time who ask me, um, you know, Brian Dawkins, what is your play? If you had to make a play, if you had a dream play, what would it be? There would be guys that would play my position, the safety position, or the cornerback position to say something to the effect of getting the interception, um, last drive, me scoring a touchdown, causing us to win the game. That would be awesome, but really mine, my, my, my favorite play is for me to make a big hit, that guy fumble, and my teammate picks the ball up and him score. And we can, I can go run down there and celebrate with him that's that's that that's always been my dream plays, and I just so happened to do that twice in one game in in the Dallas game in the blowout. We blew them out I, w- I was able to do that, and I think like, Chris Clemens picked one up and he ran for like 70 yards, and the second one was uh um Johansson o- picked one up, and I think he went for like 70 something yards. so that to me was like I couldn't have written it any better. That was my last game here in Philadelphia as far as a home game. And then we whoop Dallas. <laughs> and then I just so happened to, uh, do those two things once again, to allow my teammates to have success with me. Brian, we got about a minute left here. you run Eagles teams that went to four consecutive conference title games in five in a seasons. Does it haunt you that you never won a Super Bowl? It, it, it always haunts you. I mean, if you're a competitor, if you hate to lose, that'll, that'll always be something that, uh, that that'll haunt you because we never, we never, um, capitalize on the personnel, the coaching, and and all and the, the the things that we did throughout the season to get those chances in the playoffs. But I'm also I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a glass half full type of guy. So I look at the positives. I look at all the things that we did, the things that we accomplished, the the joy we brought this city year in and year out. And you know this 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 city had hope every year. Matter of fact, it wasn't just hope. There were expectations. We had. Expectations put on us every year, and every year we rose to the occasion to go deep into the playoffs, not just getting kicked out in the first round, get deep into the playoffs. we just so happens to didn't we didn't um we didn't close the the, the, the chapter and win, win a super Bowl, so prayerfully i'll be able to do that as, as an executive
0: hey Brian unfortunately for us we've got to close this chapter we're out of time, but thanks so much for joining us, and best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. thank you, thank you that was former safety Brian Dawkins and guys. How do you like his chances of making to Canton on his first try, Goose?
1: Well, this committee doesn't like safety, so I say he's a long shot first ballot, Ronnie. Yeah, I just I I think he's deserving, you know, but I just think that the combination of the position, the fact he didn't win a championship, you know, all the things we've talked about before are going to conspire against him. He's deserving, but I think he's going to have to wait a while.
0: Well, best of luck to Brian. I don't think he's going to need it, but uh, former Eagles wide receiver Harold Carmichael will, and you're going to hear why when we return after this.